Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, it should be no surprise that Despicable Me 3 took the top of the box office this week, but what is a surprise is who's joining us in studio next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody, look at this. Everybody, welcome to Box oh Office Breakdown. God. Yes. <laughs> of You're course. You're just that excited. You're like, wow, 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 wow. Welcome yes. to Popcorn oh, Talk. See? So it's going to again. News and interviews. Whee! We're doing Popcorn it. Yes. Talk. We All talk good. movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. It was so important to play that that intro twice because yes. this is a truly momentous episode. It, it needs <laughs> to be acknowledged as such. Welcome, Raider, to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. Yes! <laughs> about the box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your host, Frick Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. What's up, guys? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. And a little shout-out to El Royalty Clothing. I'm wearing my kind of... It's a Monster High-inspired top and also espionage cosmetic with, uh, cosmetics with some manga nail wraps. I feel like neither of uh, the rest of us here in the room have any of those things. No, nope. but you got a cool shirt, though. Yeah, and we got a cool guest, so... That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, before he introduces himself, <laughs> let me just praise him accordingly. I mean, you've made, he's made sure that we have sounded good, we've looked good, uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we don't want to just have him in the booth. We want to have him here so you can see how great he is in person. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Neil Plumley. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's great to be here. That's a fantastic top, Carrie. Oh, thank you. Thank it you. looks great. Uh, you can find me everywhere on uh, all social medias at the Neil Plumley T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Check me out. Check him out, guys. Trust me, I'm checking. I've been checking him out all, all evening. Like, it has hey, been fantastic. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, we are live in the chat, so if you are watching this live, feel free to join in, say comments. Uh, Jonathan Peck, first time watching the show. Hello, thank you for tuning in. What's oh, up, Jonathan? Uh, and if you're watching it later, no problem. Comment down below because all of you do a fantastic job of that of your predictions. Uh, we ask you questions during the show and just general thoughts on movies in general. That's true. And of course, if Neil's in here, that means like who, who's making sure that we all look good and sound yeah, good? Well, is that, that is Steve in the booth. Oh. So give just some love to Steve if you can. Woo! Steve in the booth yes. is great. <laughs> and of course, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're there, give it one, two, maybe even four thumbs maybe up if four. you can. Why not? Woo! That's right. And as Carrie mentioned, the chat is up and running. And we've got Neil with a yeah. sweet laptop. He doesn't just come with a great voice and a sparkling personality and a handsome mug. He also brings a laptop. Yeah, well, I found this laptop, Frank. It was uh, on the side of a road. Oh, my. Nice. He's also got good fortune as well. Look yeah. at him go. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, first off, uh, why don't we just uh, take a, like a, a manga and anime-inspired tangent for a second. Carrie Lane's been spending some time at Anime Expo this weekend. Yes. Uh, anime Expo started, they had a, technically a day zero on Friday. They kind of shifted it this year. And so it's Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, Tuesday down at the L.A. Convention Center. Uh, if you follow me on social media, I've been posting videos and photos and stuff. Uh, I haven't been doing much panel coverage. Sorry, I'll probably tweet about that later. Uh, but saw some great industry panels on Saturday, and I uh, saw Aniplex this morning. A lot of great titles coming out soon or available for streaming on a lot of different platforms if you aren't already uh, subscribed. And then Exhibit Hall walked it a little bit, and it's very crowded if you saw my video 
on one of the social media platforms. It's nice and crowded, but that's okay. And uh, I won a DVD box set, which I will post that photo. And that's from, I was like, that's Sentai. Yeah, uh, that was Sentai's booth. And they have a real cute thing. They were like, Sentai noticed me. And I was, you want to know some anime. So he, he chuckles. So there's this thing called Senpai noticed me. And that's kind of like your your upperclassmen, your, your superior uh, socially. And so you're excited that they noticed you, which Espionage Cosmetics Little Manga Nail Wrap has a Senpai noticed me, by the way. Uh, so Sentai was like, they had shirts that said Senpai noticed me. Oh, it's cute. Just so, trust us, Frank. That's funny. Yes, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'll be posting more about that. Uh, Stop by Viz Media Booth. They were selling out a lot of things, but they kept refilling. They have chopsticks for Food Wars. Oh, cool. And um, maybe your sweet lady's going to get some that I maybe grab for her. Uh, and uh, they have like, some of the booths are great. Like, for example, at Viz, they have a, if you walk the exhibit hall and find some of the Sailor Scouts, they give you a little punch card and you can get a free. All you got to do is find the Sailor Scouts. Uh, a free silk scarf. Well, I don't know if it's silk, but I think it's like a... It's a nice material, and it looks really pretty. And so there's a lot of neat interactive things on the exhibit hall floor, too. And if you guys have no badges to Anime Expo, don't worry. There's plenty of people outside with cosplay, and it's cool to see that. But long lines, so be prepared for that, because to go inside more heightened security stuff because of... If anybody remembers Phoenix Comic Con, there was a attempt at a shooter there, uh, so could be a reason that they have more security checks which is fine just be prepared to be in line longer especially if you're uh, cosplaying with one of those like elaborate weapons and all well they have a weapons check thing uh like a booth that you go to but just to go inside they have like uh you know before you could just go in but now that's people at a booth they will check your bag and you go through metal detector stuff too so oh i can only imagine what comic-con's gonna be like they right, that. they might do something too. Oh. It'll just slow. It'll be slow, but yeah. Uh, D- Dylan in the chat, are we? Are who's heading to Comic Con? I'll be there. I will be there. I will not be there. I can't make it to you. Uh. In spirit, though. Well, we will oh, have my spirits to. Everywhere. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank and I had our WonderCon little uh, video, so we need to do one at Comic Con. Absolutely. Too. We won't even plan it though. We'll just see if no, the you fates bring us. You can't plan together. It. It wasn't planned the no, last no, time. No, no, I'm saying so, like yeah. w- when you go to Comic-Con, no, you, you can't. cannot plan it. You will no. not find people. Uh, slight plug <laughs> on that on also Popcorn Talk. There is the Con Guy show, which I've been a guest on. So go watch that. We talked about Comic-Con and prep for that. And uh, more exciting Comic-Con news stuff. If you uh, follow me on social media, I'll also follow Crazy 4 Comic-Con. That's a four. There will be a party on preview night called Game of Bloggers, which I'm helping produce. And then there is going to probably be a party on Saturday, too, so stay tuned. Wow, well, look you at know? that. And they're Very both cool. free parties, guys. Free. Just wow. Saying. So that means even I could go? Yes, you can. I won't be invited, but I could go? You could go. Uh, but I won't get invited. You don't need an invite. <laughs> it's free. Yeah, it's but free. I can't go. Fine. Okay. <laughs> don't come to my cool party, Frank. Uh, all right. At the House of Blues. At the House oh, of Blue? Yeah, go. It's a blue house. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never been to know a blue house. <laughs> All right, I should go check it out then. All right, sounds cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, why don't we get into the uh, the business at hand, what we all gathered for. And yes, that was to movies. Talk movies, 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 and box office numbers. So, uh, let's look at the uh, top five from last week. As I mentioned at the beginning, at the top of the show, no surprise, Despicable Me. took uh, Despicable Me 3 took the top of the box office. $75.4 million. Did any of us put that in one? 
I think we did. No, yeah, yeah, we did. We, put it we just once. didn't know how much. It's sort of a no-brainer that it would end yeah. up in one this week. Though I was listening on the radio, and one program, they were like, nope, they didn't like it. So Ooh. I'm just like, is it okay? I didn't get to it. I was busy it's, at Anime Expo this weekend, guys. I didn't catch it. Did I did catch it. Uh, it's... And? You know, I feel like I want to like the, this franchise more than I do, okay. uh, and it's the movie's fine. I feel like the minions were like completely just unnecessary in this film, and the, the stuff mm. that they're given to do was just wasn't that entertaining. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, but other uh, the, the Gru stuff and the kids, no, yeah, it's fine. You know, so it's it was just a it was just fine. It was just sure. a fine movie. Yeah, <laughs> although I admit they uh, the 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 villain play, voiced by Trey Parker. He's like a, an '80s kids TV star that right, kind right, of right. you know turns evil. Mm. But they, as they do flashbacks and they show some of the stuff from the '80s, like old cartoon commercial or uh, toy commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just the way they make it look so '80s with you know the, the video and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. So okay. yeah, it does. It, right. You know, yeah. So you know, visually it looks really cool. Yeah, the story was just fine. Yeah, I'll be curious to see. I will. Did I we say like how much it made? It's seventy-five point four million bucks. Oof. Uh, I, I'll be curious to see how much how much more steam this franchise has. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. Well, it's hard to tell with this year because you know a lot of franchises aren't doing that well yeah. this year. Come around. Yeah. So I don't know. But I feel like uh, well, Illumination. I mean, I feel what they was they had Sing and they had you know Secret Life of Pets and I feel like you know they did great numbers, but I don't yeah. know if they really like grabbed them so much that they want to keep doing more and more films in those franchises. So. Now, Frank, what do you think of this? Emmanuel in the chat says, the Minions are probably being saved for their sequel movie. Pass on that one. Okay. Yes, I will pass on the Minions. I mean, they're they're fine in small doses. I don't know if I need to see a film. A little of them goes a long way, and if you put them as the focus of an entire film, yeah. that's like, oof, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's, fair enough. It's tempting for them, because that's like that's the major selling point. True. If you go, I mean, if, uh, if anyone's been to Universal, uh, any of the they Universal the parks, that's most of, I mean, yeah, there's a Minion Drive, yeah. but that's also most of their merchandising. Mm. Because it's easy. You can make little squeaky toys. I mean, I have a squeaky. I don't even use it. A little, like, stress minion. Oh, do you? I don't, I don't even use it. I forgot it was there until today, and I was like, oh, what's that doing here? Did you start using it then? Yeah. Oh. I, was very, I was upset by how I didn't know it was there. So you needed the stress thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. But that, that sort of puts Illumination in a tough spot. Um, I mean, as tough as you can with having a popular, you know, merchandising character. Right. Yeah. But I think if they want to rock those minions a little harder in the sequel... Um, for like their if they have a standalone sequel coming up, then uh, they're gonna have to they have to do something different. Oh yeah, I, I think if everybody looked at that franchise, they would I would think rank the Minion standalone film as the least favorite amongst them. Hmm. I don't know anybody that'd be putting that up above any of the other three films that have right. been out. So, given that, I don't know if I really want to see a sequel of just the Minions. Maybe less is more with Minions. I, mm-hmm. Fine, but like, but the bad thing too is like, there, there's so little of them in this film, and then they also give them really just dumb thing to do, and you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Julie in the chat says, "I think there is still a minion craze. I imagine they sell a lot of toys. I oh, think so too. I'm confident they do. I mean, yeah, you walk around uh, like Target, Toys R Us. There's plenty of minion merchandise there, just yeah. waiting, waiting for you to uh, to buy it. Uh, coming in at number two, and you know the reason that we had to have Neil here in the studio. <laughs> Uh, Edgar Wright's new film, Baby Driver. Uh, that was also the subject of last week's box office bet. Uh, I came in at uh, fourteen million. I feel like uh, I'm the losing man on that end because it, it pulled say? in twenty one million dollars. Were we in the thirties? Well, I did. I did thirty five, and Carrie did forty. Oh yeah, I went way high. 
Oh, so then I guess I'm okay then. So I, th- I think I think you I think that yeah that means that you squeaked yeah. away. Oh, but, all right. Yeah, look at that. that one. Well, all okay. right, Caroline, another film for you to go see. I know, but it's, Neil, it's Neil and I, I do want to see it. So. It's not going to be an eyesore. Yes. at all. No, no. But Neil and I have both seen it, and sure, you can listen to me prattle on about it. But let's listen to the man who's been jonesing for this film for so long. Man, I've been jonesing. <laughs> I've been chosen. I've been chosen when because uh, I'm just a fan of Edgar Wright. So I've been I've been looking forward to this movie since I heard it was announced. Right. Um, it was you know announced as a heist movie with Edgar Wright and like all these characters, and I was just like, this is gonna be it, man. Uh, and then it premiered at South by, and expectations went way up. Um, for those who are going to see the film, uh, it's and probably uh, my takeaway. I'm glad I caught myself before the movie came out because I was just like. I get really hyped and I just watch trailers because I'm just getting so excited. <laughs> the American trailers are misleading in the sense that they, they make it seem like a like a nonstop action thrill ride, which is not what it is. If you're gonna it's watch an American trailer. It's an American trailer. And it's a British director, you have to remember that. Uh, if you're gonna watch a trailer before the movie to like sort of bring yourself down, watch one of the international trailers. They do a much better job of setting the tone for the movie. Mm. And uh, I'm sure you'll agree with me, Frank. The tone of the movie is a lot slower than a lot of people will probably be expecting. True. Um, uh, the the music choices are much like bluesier, and um, I heard everyone's loving the music though. Here's the thing: it's it's probably the only first and maybe only time I'm ever going to say this. It was music nonstop. Okay. It was music for the entire movie. But did you like? Oh it? yeah, no. Okay. The, the the music was fantastic. It was because I was like, there's some other movies that do music nonstop, where you're just like, oh, turn it. No, no, no. I thought I thought all the okay. choices were great. Um, it really, it really. I thought it really set the tone for each individual scene. And Baby is in every scene, mm. so it's sort of like it's it's sort of like his attitude coming, uh, being being portrayed to the audience. Like what's in his head is is the music that's playing for everyone else to hear. What do you, what do you I, think? Like the music. Hearing all the talk about it, and even hear you talking about it uh, before I'd seen the film about the, the music and the soundtrack, and I was listening. It's like. Eh. But that may just be because you know I'm not a huge music buff or music lover, you know. I, the song choices, you know, I was just like, nah, it, it it didn't strike a chord to me. But it, just in terms of their use in the film, I they they worked well for where they're at. But I just didn't feel like this is not a soundtrack that would make me rush out to just go buy it in and of itself. Mm. Oh yeah, well I mean I but, probably would because I thought the I thought the music choices were just just really cool. Like I would just put it on for just like a like a casual evening. And that, that's sort of what I want uh, some of the viewers who haven't seen the movie to take away. This is a soundtrack that you would put on for a casual, chill evening. So it's definitely, and since the music plays the whole time, this definitely isn't, uh, like I said, like a nonstop thrill ride. There is uh, some great just uh, camera work in here, too. That at the beginning of the film, after everything that happens in the inciting incident there, there's just like a long uh, tracking shot mm-hmm. that follows Baby as he uh, as he walks from one building, goes to get coffee, and then comes back to the building. And it's just so nicely done. Yeah. I, I, that shot really stuck out with me. I read that the Steadicam operator did that uh, 24 takes on his first day. On, wow. on the On the film, yeah. It's and that's and, and, and in that scene, I don't know if you noticed, but the the, the graffiti. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It just punctuates. Yeah. Some of the moments from like the songs and stuff. So which yeah, is cool. w- when you see the movie, uh, just notice the graffiti because it, it it helps. And even like on certain points, there'd be some graffiti, and some of it would make sense. And then on his way back, it would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fantastic. It it was just because it was one of those where I'm just watching it and enjoying it, and then realizing as he's getting back, like, oh my gosh, they've never cut. From this scene at all, it was just mm-hmm. a really just nice, nice particular. Yeah, it's shot. sort of a kind of a throwback to the Shaun of the Dead uh, uh, single take. Yeah, 
From oh, they did two of those in that movie actually in the beginning. I don't think they'd be compared, but uh, Star Drew says, "What can you compare to Drive with Ryan Gosling?" Oh, very interesting, actually. Okay. Um, I, I read this somewhere because uh, I, I was reading some reviews after I saw the movie, and one of the things I read was, "This is the uh, Baby Driver is the movie that everyone thought Drive was going to be when they saw oh. the trailer for Drive." Hmm. Ah. And so Drive okay. sort of started off to be that movie, and then it sort of ended up being something different. Um. And so this, uh, and I and I agree. I agree with that, like probably seventy percent okay. of of its statement. But yeah, this is definitely this definitely feels like it, it uh, for, for like first expectations of what people thought Drive was going to be. This sort of was around like seventy percent of what people expected. Yeah, sure. yeah. There, there's some just some great. I, and I didn't realize after watching this that Edgar Wright was such a huge uh, lover of like those, you know, just like car pursuit films car chases and stuff like that and it's shot really well in this film oh yeah really well so alright in terms of performances we've got Kevin Spacey John Hamm Jamie uh, Jamie Foxx uh, out of those three where would you kind of rank them in power ranking those performances I'd probably put I mean Jamie Foxx has more of the more of the hard lines and he, he, has, he has more of the attitude so he gets to he gets to show off a little bit more as like the as like sort of a that, that kind of character, yeah. But I'd say out of those three, probably John Hamm stands out the most to me, because it's a character in in movies that we haven't seen a lot from him. True, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, Kevin Spacey's like the way that he was. He, I, his what happens towards him, the the turns that his characters make towards his characters make as towards the end of the film. I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I would have bought those turns. Given what yeah. I've seen of him already, yeah, that's that's hmm. that's a, that's another little point that I thought I should bring up is that uh, Kevin Spacey's n- not his acting, but the character is probably the one of the weaker ones. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe besides like John Bernthal, who's listed in the trailer, but he only has like a couple of scenes. I was really expecting more out of him. It would have been cool to have beginning. more of him. Yeah, um, it probably, I mean, probably wouldn't have been enough time for it. What I did like though is reading an article where he actually had. Uh, for all the driving scenes, shot him practically. We're talking mm-hmm. with George Miller a lot, and then he had the actors in the car yeah. as the stunt driver was driving, just to get the real expressions of them as they're going through all these maneuvers, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's a neat idea. I like that. Yeah, so you actually saw some shots of that in the trailer when, uh, when you know, they're driving away from the Atlanta PD, and like John Hamm's like looking over his shoulder, and his hair's like falling in his face. That's him, like scared to death because there's just <laughs> some some professional stunt driver just burning through. Parts of it, downtown Atlanta. <laughs> I think it'll be more fun now to watch it knowing that ahead of time. Yeah, it's uh, and, and actually that plays really well because it, it, yeah, okay. it definitely seems like they're in a car, driven in a way that they can't imagine a car being driven. Sure. And that it really it really plays to their features. Yeah. So it was uh, it was a fun film to watch for sure because uh, I saw it after uh, a film that did not make our top five but came out this week, which, which was, was? Uh, the house. Oh, the house. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I knew that one was going to be like, nope. That was a, a clunker and a half. Uh, mm. That was that was incredibly disappointing. Did you laugh at all? Uh, I laughed a couple. You know, the one the thing that made me laugh the most was Jason Manzukis because I, I really enjoy his work. Okay. And uh, I find him incredibly funny. So seeing some of his line readings and delivery on some stuff just would make me uh, laugh. But there was nothing like uh, where I'm just, I could not stop laughing or a lot of it was me more laughing at the film than with the film like um, oh yeah, my god sure. you're doing this oh you're killing me <laughs> I can tell you that from the trailer yeah uh, <laughs> I well, like, can we just stay aside a, a tangent for a second let's talk about yeah. Will Ferrell 
Okay. okay, yeah. Uh, I feel like he had he was like a bright shining star. You come out of there like uh, you know, uh, Anchorman. You've got Talladega Nights. Okay. Uh, I know you. I know how you feel about Step Brothers, but there are many people that do enjoy that film. But man, lately it's just I feel like he's like this is not a great role. Yeah, it's been seeming like he's been uh, swinging missing on his last. Uh, what, what? I think, what do you have didn't Daddy's this? Home do okay? Well, and, uh, and got, Daddy's Home too looks this to be one's, good. Uh, does it look to be good? It I looks, don't know. People are excited. I kind of want to see it because of Mel Gibson, but not because of Will Ferrell. <laughs> Gary, tell me who, who, who's told you they're excited about Daddy's Daddy's I, Home uh, too. I was I was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted out, "I'm so excited yeah. for Daddy's Home too." That was her tweet. That was. <laughs> No, they they really liked the first one, so they're saying they were excited for the second one. I will admit, though, seeing Mel Gibson, I mean, just to see him in a more of a mainstream film, it's been a long time since he's done that, so it'll be curious to see what that's going to be like. And uh, anyway, John Lithgow, how can you go wrong with John Lithgow? Right. But I never saw the first Daddy's Home. Am I going to be so out of the loop on Daddy's Home 2? I don't think so. No, you think it's easy to pick up? Yeah. (laughs) What the deal is? I mean, I haven't seen it, and I sort of know what's going on in the second one. There's subtle nuances that we were... It seems like they were butting heads in, in the first one. And now they're uh, now they're friendly with one another. Uh, I don't know if I go friendly. They're t- uh, civil. They're civil with one another. Yeah, just from watching. The trailer. They, they look tra- they look they look happy with one another in the in the trailer. I'm just worried there's going to be all these little sweet jokes that people have seen the first one. We're going to be laughing at that. I'm going to feel left oh, out. Oh, all the sweet jokes, all the sweet <laughs> jokes and, and callbacks. Oh, oh man. Boy, Frank. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. Do you, I do you see is seeing Will Ferrell be the lead of a movie? Do you get excited more now? I like him as an ensemble. Okay, not as a not lead I've never I mean everyone's like Elf that's a movie ah, I don't dislike Elf I just wasn't like I don't love it the way people do yeah. uh, but I generally like him more with an ensemble cast not necessarily lead okay I can agree with that except for maybe uh, Night of the Roxbury <laughs> Ooh. Which I, I do like that movie which I super love I do like that movie really? it's, it's, it's my I, don't know, I can see Frank's expression I don't think he likes no, it no oh I like that one uh, it's, it's my kind of stupid humor Right. That one I'm okay with. Yeah, uh, Carrie Lane just uh, intrigues me with her comedic uh, comedy movie choices. I'm very intrigued by this. All right, right? I, I, yeah. I, I've never watched Night at the Roxbury. It's just like the Saturday Night Live skit. You know, a little bit went a long way with me. So it's like I never felt like compelled. Like, oh my gosh, now I can see it for 90 minutes as opposed to just four. Oh, but it's so funny. I remember I liked it. Oh it's, yeah, Blades it's of Glory. So somewhere. funny. Uh, Blades of Glory. There are a couple of moments in there that that are chuckle. You know, kind of funny. No. All right, and then you got. So, do you get excited if he's a leader? <sighs> Not as much now. After right? like yeah. seeing the house sure. and stuff, it, it, it is definitely like when Anchorman was coming out or Talladega yeah. Nights. Very much more excited. I would yeah. say Anchorman would be like his his commercial height. Yes, his his the, the most the most uh, like his highest on that list. Sure. I mean, I would even forgive him at the time when he did Bewitched, which was kind of a stumbling block oh. amongst that time. Yeah, that one was. And even he says it's one of the films that he's like, what was I doing in here? I don't understand. <laughs> I saw an interview with him. He's like, I was with Nicole Kidman, and she's way out of my league. Why am I in this film? So he's like, I maybe I shouldn't have done that one. Well, I respect I him for I also really like the show, so I think that was even more like, eh. Yeah. Oh. All right, so that's my Will Ferrell tangent. Thanks for indulging me on that. Uh, what about the other guys? Uh, you know, that was it was okay. I don't mind. You know, I have to admit, I don't mind the seeing the two of them as a comedic duo. Uh, you know, Farrell and uh, Will Farrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I didn't really like other guys. No, no, no. All right. I think Mark Wahlberg. I do have very interesting, particular taste with comedy. I know that. <laughs> I know I do. I, th- I think Mark Wahlberg sort of successfully sidestepped his way into comedy. 
which is beneficial for him because he was a. Uh, I don't know if it was after. I don't know if it was because of the happening, but it was definitely after the happening. It was sort of like when movies would come out starring Mark Wahlberg, I'd be like, oh. and then yeah. and then you'd see him in some comedies, and be like, oh, okay, that's refreshing. Yeah, that's true because it's like Perfect Storm, Italian Job. You're like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, right, I'm digging this. And then, yeah, then the happening, and you're like, ooh, I don't know. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm, and I'm then not, he had Ted. I think it was Ted. Like his, Ted was great though. Well, because then he also had with Date Night too. He had a bit yeah. in Date Night first, but before that led right. to Ted. Even we're Ted probably too missing. Was fun. Uh, we're probably missing a few, like Four Brothers. We're missing. Oh yeah, no, there's Tell there's us. definitely others ones in there. Yeah. <laughs> don't have Google at our fingertips exactly. <laughs> and now look at him. He's doing like AT and T cable commercials. Oh my gosh, he's all over the TV. That's right. Just, you know, I was going to say, speaking of that actor. Yeah, look at that. Uh, he also stars in our number three film, uh, Transformers The Last Night. $17 million, a 62% drop. Not surprising, given how frustrating that movie may be. That's a big drop. Yep. That's yeah. like a Batman vs. Superman drop. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, something that Paramount's really got to look at, for sure. Yeah. Is It needs some aloe for that burn. Oof. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oof. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, are, uh, uh, and you, I don't know what Neil you've got to see it right no I haven't no, no I didn't get no. to it yet alright oh, fine mm, either way <laughs> uh, number four Wonder Woman and yeah as Neil and I were talking before this it pulled in another yeah. 16.1 million but it's only a 35.4% uh, drop mm-hmm. it's really holding strong yeah uh, yeah. Frank and I were talking about this before the show but it, it, this this movie has fantastic scene behind it it's in it's fifth week it's at the lowest spot it's been in the top five which is number four and I think some numbers uh, higher than it in the top five this week will actually drop below it next week. For sure. Mm-hmm. It, I, it, it, for one, Transformers has got to go underneath that. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, there was a really good article going around Facebook. I don't know if it's uh, online. Uh, it's probably online elsewhere, but I saw it through Facebook. And it was a uh, costume designer talking about the wardrobe in Wonder Woman and talking about how with wardrobe you can see where they got their inspiration mm. And saying how the new Wonder Woman actually has inspiration from, like, real-life armor from a lot of Romans uh, armor. And they showed photos of, like, and connected it. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, and so it's just really great. Too. Yeah. Really nice and historically accurate, like, interesting and like just the, cool. Like the, was it the alligator? alligator yeah. Yes. I thought that was cool. Like, that kind of Nielsen was kind and of similar to what And then the layering leather. Uh, they were talking about, like, the mythology slash truth of, like, cutting off the breast because of the uh, archery and they said they put um, they had put a metal piece on their breastplates on that side for that and I'm like okay they thought of a lot of stuff this is great yeah no that was you know a, it's not just a they didn't slide by with that they did their research which is cool it really yeah. shows off mm-hmm. uh, so and finding out our top five Cars 3 another 9.5 million dollars man that was a 60% drop going in there into Oof. week three which is, it's better than two, and yeah, it's a shame. But also, Despicable Me came rapidly. out too, so. I, I already like, saw Cars. Go that one. Yeah, I know, but I like this one much better than Cars sure. 3 is much better than Despicable Me 3, at least okay. to me. Uh, I felt that, that those emotional beats much more in that film than I did in this one. Mm. So, But uh, I was alone in that thought because Despicable Me 3 snatched a top spot for the weekend with $95.6 million Oof. from 52 markets. That list totaled to 116.9 million after the film had begun early rollout two weeks back. Combined with the domestic, the global total to date is 192.3 million dollars. Wow! Yeah, and there's still a lot of major markets left in, in coming up uh, in weeks to come. 
I said it would come in that sentence many times. We should stop that. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> the last week's later, Transformers The Last Night took a 66% drop for a 68 million second weekend in 44 markets. That gives Michael Bay's Paramount action five cool. Five, five, well, I can say that. An international total of $327.8 million. So it's closing in on $200 million in China and uh, has let his, his lead market by far at $193.5 million. Although uh, Transformers 5 will not touch the record heights of its predecessor there. So mm. that's, well, that's fine because it's not yeah. a good movie. You're like, nope. <laughs> that's perfectly okay. Yeah. And speaking of Wonder Woman, though, it's powered past $700 million worldwide Woo! with uh, $707.9 million to date. And uh, it's holding strong in her fifth week and has uh, lassoed in $362 million overseas and it hasn't even opened in Japan yet. So, wow. Yeah, should be an interesting opening there. And, of course, Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, also crossed, crossed $700 million globally, aided by, two strong two day de- uh, by, aided by a strong two-day debut in Japan, which is a, typically a huge market for that series. Did you hear the new Disney news that they're trying to change up the um, auction scene? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Pirates, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. It's... I... Yeah, it's one of those, like, uh, a, another AfterBuzz host on Disney Movie News wrote about it, Leo, and people on Twitter were, like, hating on it. And it's just like, ugh. I mean, I understand, like, the, okay, you want to keep it the classic ride, but why not update it and change it up, you know? Like, they changed it to make it the Johnny Depp version of Pirate, so you could make some more changes. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like the, those purists that say like, oh, attraction yeah. should come out and just remain, you know, into the the, the, the time that it was created. Right. And we should see that as like just like a look back in, in, yeah. in a window in history. And then others could see it as like, you know, something that should fluctuate with the, the culture and the times. It should I change miss the Swiss Family Robinson house. Now the Tarzan house. But that's okay. Oh, that's right. Are you going to, are we looking forward to your article soon coming out? I'm not going to write an article. <laughs> I just remember when it, but see, it's one of those like, I was upset when it changed and I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. So yeah. it's like, don't change Jungle Cruise. <laughs> is it still called the Tarzan story. house? It's the Tar- it's Tarzan's, yeah. yeah. Is it all like ruined and destroyed from like after his family was killed in that house? They do have the beginning, yeah. Oh, really? Because they have the Jaguar and uh, they have the first bit. Like it takes you through the story of it a little bit. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then do you, do have you, you not slide? gone through this? I've not gone through Tarzan's house. Ah. If I can slide on the on the trees like he does where he skates... No, oh, yeah. tree, tree boarding. They, yeah. <laughs> can I do that? No, but they have some ropes at the end that you can climb. And you can run from a live jaguar. Oh, what? That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the most No, they have other thing. interactive things, too. Like, when they have the uh, the pots and pans that they play, they have little stuff that you can make noise and musical. and uh, They have interactive things with it. All right. That's cool. And Phil's Collins soundtrack play throughout there as you're walking Do around? Do they have the music? I don't know. I don't think they have the music. They oh, might. They I really can't actually should. recall. If they yeah. not, they should. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to check it out sometime. Mm-hmm. And Neil's favorite film. Uh, favorite film of the year so far, Neil? Would you say Baby Driver? Where's this rank on your favorites so far? It's right. It's right. It's going toe to toe with Wonder Woman in my head right now. Mm, okay. But I, I, man, it what? Baby Driver is just. It's just a fun movie. It's it's so it's just so much fun, and it's such. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll put that. At this moment, I'll put that at my number one movie oh, for this year. All right. Uh, now, it's also stays, uh, Sony's film is open stateside. 
It got off a $6.8 million start internationally, with the UK the only major play, and the Edgar Wright Helm pick will soon we'll see a long play out over the course of the summer. So it's going to be opening up in many markets throughout then. Uh, I'd be curious to see what the final results are for this. It was nice to just see an Edgar Wright film, I mean, as much as I, you know, like the, uh, you know, like, you know, um, was it, uh, Simon Pegg. It was just nice to see him do a film without Simon Pegg and just see what that was going to look yeah. like. Mm. He actually said that the writing process was a lot harder for him because he's normally writing with someone. Mm. And so he actually, what, what actually made played to the, the film's strength is that he, uh, he said that he would go into like a coffee shop or somewhere quiet to write. And he would not start writing until he found the perfect song to write that scene, to write that scene to, which is funny because in the movie, Baby like won't start driving until he finds like a proper song to drive to. Yeah, and it's interesting. Like if, if something distracts him or something happens and it causes them to kind of get out of sync with the song, he will like stop and rewind the song. Like don't go wait, and then have to rewind it to get him to go on again. It was just interesting just how much of music just obsessively plays into the way he, he views his entire life and honestly that was probably one of my, my my most enjoyable moments of the movie when he was like they're like all right let's get ready to go and he's like wait no hold on i need to start the song over hold on, hold, hold. okay now go that's right and then they like start I doing the thing that, and it's, it's like to the music i, I love that so much because i operated much in the same way at least when i was starting to drive when i was younger mm-hmm. and i would like play music in the car and i'd come to a red light and a cool song would start and i'd be like no we're pausing you we're gonna we're gonna wait till the light turns. Oh, it's great, and then just play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, of course, we're gonna do our box office bet later on the episode. And sadly, is is this usually something that the viewers get to vote on? But we only have one film coming out this week. That's, that's Spider Man right. Homecoming. It's it's only one, but it's a great film. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're good. Uh, so far, all the news has been good too. Yeah, I am Jones in for this film in a major way. Yes. So other than Superman, Spider Man's my guy. So I'm fingers crossed that this film is gonna deliver. Uh, you know, they've said in articles I was talking with Neil about this before that there's many things that have not been shown in the trailers. That good, it, yes, which surprises me because I feel like they've told yeah. us everything in this trailer. So, but we'll see what happens. Regardless, that's going to be the one film that we'll be doing the box office bet. So before we do that, though, we're going to do a little box office rewind. Look at somebody that's going to be in one of the films coming up this week. In this case, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and that's Marissa Tomei. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's want to take a look back at her top five films. Starting off at number five, Trainwreck from Universal back in 2015. Opened up $30.09 million. Wasn't a bad movie. I liked it. Yeah. Didn't love it, but like... Yeah. Huh. yeah. No, Neil's it. not a big fan. Don't like yeah. Amy Schumer? No, she's all right. I enjoy Bill Hader, though. I really like Bill Hader. Yeah. i like to see him do yes. more. Uh, number four, What Women Want from Paramount back in 2000. I remember I really liked that 33. one. 33.6. Yeah. That's the one where, was it Mel Gibson yeah. learns how to... Well, not learns. He gets the ability to read he, uh, women's minds. Yeah. Because he gets, doesn't he get like, shocked by lightning or something yeah, like that? Something he like gets that. electrocuted, I think, by his daughter's uh, hair dryer in like a bathtub. Wow, that's with, wonderful. During a, during a, during a lightning yeah. bolt. Like, like during a lightning storm and he's holding a hair dryer. There's something like that. And he's, he's holding some sort of, like, uh, uh, generally generally assumed as a woman's product. And he's uh, electrocuted in some way, and that's how Though dudes can use a happens. blow dryer or whatever. Well, I know. Yeah. But that's what, yeah. Do you prefer your Mel Gibson in action or comedy? What about action comedies? No, that's, that's true. That's I like. All right. Yeah. Action comedy. Okay. I prefer, uh, oh, you know what? I was going to say comedy, but I just remembered that he was fantastic in The Patriot. Mm-hmm. So I might have to say action. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's more of a historical drama, though, I guess. Yeah. Well, well, no, nah, well, Roland Emmerich is not giving you, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's not historically accurate all, at all times. Yeah. But there's right. some cool action in there. The names and places are sometimes. Yeah. And then that's it. But I'm always a sucker for a lethal weapon. 
That's you know why I said yeah. action comedy. Great point. Yeah. Uh, coming in number three, oh, Wild Hogs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oof, that, oh, my gosh. 2007, $39.6 That was a dollars. massive misstep I felt for John Travolta. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Yes. I feel like what, if what, I saw it, I totally don't remember it. Kind of like, more so oh. for him or for William H. Macy. Don't you think it's like, William H., man, you're better than this film? No, because, I mean... Maybe we've, he we've, wanted to have fun. We, yeah, yeah, of course. We've seen William H. Macy in, in, uh, in, in just silly movies mm-hmm. that, like... He may or may not care about, but Travolta. I mean, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's just—I've never actually seen that film from beginning to end. <laughs> I've only—I think I've only seen like the beginning play, like on a and TV. You're like, nope. And I'm off. like, no, I don't need to see this. I saw yeah. the middle bit. I <laughs> saw the middle bit, and it, it was not great, Frank. It wasn't good. <laughs> I feel I did see it, but I totally—it's been blocked from my memory. Hmm. Uh, Coming number uh, uh, number two for her. And Marissa Tomei. Anger Management from 2003, $42.2 million. I liked it. Pretty it's, good. It didn't stand out in my memory, but I remember I liked it. Well, it was all yeah. right. Yeah. It mm-hmm. didn't do much either way for me. And number one, no surprise, Captain America Civil War came out last year, $179.1 million. Wow, that's a big opening for that film. That's a big mm-hmm. opening. Yeah, that's for sure. I, you know, I have to admit, her as Aunt May, though, I love that casting choice. I love the idea of kind of de-aging Aunt May instead of her making her look like, you know, the, the silver-haired. Yeah. Yes. It's like, no, 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 let's make her somebody that looks sure. more like, you know, just that like more. more. But then it's more relatable to be like his mom kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to associate that way. If then they're, I mean, not that your aunts and uncles or even grandparents could be considered your parents, but then it's a maybe a closer connection. Yeah, because it always kind of even with yeah the current Aunt May right now, it always seems so weird too that there's such a huge. It, it appears to be such a huge age gap between right. Peter and Aunt May, and you have to think like maybe that you know Peter's mother is a, a way younger well, sister to Aunt May. Could I mean this is not going off the technicalities of the comic books or anything, but what if it was more like not biologically aunts like have you know have you had that where you have family friends and you're like that's yes. aunt so-and-so but you're not actually related but they're generally much older well yeah this that is, could be a connection that way well I, th- I believe the connection is uh it's uh uncle ben and peter's father are yeah. brothers so uh you could know be a much older brother and they never had kids absolutely yeah. so there you go that uncle ben he just waited yeah. waited and then he's like well, it's never gonna happen for us uh so yeah so that's marissa uh tomei's uh top five but now, as I mentioned, before we get to a Spider-Man Homecoming, we got to do our own top five for next week. Mm-hmm. And Neil has an interesting theory for his top five. I do. I actually have it written down. Look at that. Hey, I watched him compose it, everybody. Here. I watched his fingers touch those keys. Uh, this top five, I'm guessing, guessing, Spider-Man <laughs> to okay. number one. Yep. That seems like, uh, obviously. Uh, Despicable Me at number two. And then I'm actually going to put Wonder Woman at number three. Because uh, I think Baby Driver and Transformers will both take uh, respective drops. And Wonder Woman's been holding strong, so I can see a reality where she actually holds on hmm. to a spot, to, to, to a dollar amount higher than the okay. latter two. How much of a drop do you think Baby Driver is going to get? Because it feels like it's got some really good word of mouth. Do you feel like it could hold up pretty well into its second week? I'm not sure. I know that this weekend it did 21. Right. And twenty and, and if and if first and second weeks are any sort of judge, you're looking at like between forty five and fifty percent drop. Yeah, so put it usually in. for movies. Mm. Wonder Woman just did a thirty drop, and I don't know. I mean, it might be unlikely for a Baby Driver to be below Wonder Woman, um, but I think it's entirely possible. So I'm going to risk it. Mm. Uh, now, given that Spider Man's coming out, and if we're just looking just purely comic book film wise. 
do you feel that that's really going to eat into that? Or Wonder Woman is just different enough from Spider-Man in terms of what it's trying to do, even though it's comic book characters, still different enough that people are still going to want to see that in lieu of Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man is such a universally liked character that I think pegging it against a superhero movie, it's sort of, like, it's going to be, it's pegged against everything. Everyone, like, everyone loves Spider-Man in America. It's a very recognizable character franchise. I doubt there's many people, like, if you had an image, they'd be like, I don't know who that is. (laughs) Who is this guy in this red and blue? Yeah. His webs and he's crawling Uh, up walls. I'm going to agree with you, but just to be different, I'll do the spy. I agree. Spider-Man, Despicable Me. I'll keep Baby Driver there. Wonder Woman, Transformers. I like your theory, though, but just to be contrary. Yeah, I'm going to swing for the fence. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. Neil, it. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a maverick. Look yeah. at that. A trailblazer, as we like to call. I'm going to go with uh, Carrie's. You know, I just want to, you know, because, Neil, I'm going to believe in your own film that you love so much more than you do. Mm-hmm. And say that Baby yeah. Driver yeah. can, can right? stay Yes, yeah, my stay own strong. film. I yeah. had a like hand in making this movie. Yes. That's right. Baby Driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. He totally is. Uh, so, uh, before we do our box office bet in uh, for Spider-Man Homecoming, real quick, uh, general poll, in terms of Spider-Man films, are you a fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, or uh, Nicholas Hammond Spider-Man TV movies <laughs> films? What about the cartoon? Oh, we're talking live action. Gosh. Uh, well, I think we can all agree that Nicholas Hammond just goes at the bottom. <laughs> and that's all right. But I actually didn't see the Andrew Garfield one, which I'm normally a huge Spider-Man fan, but I just didn't get... I think I was just kind of burnt out. Like, at the beginning, the Toby ones, I was like, oh, this is so exciting. It's great. And then it just kind of went downhill. And then I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Neil? Uh, I'm taking Sam Raimi's Spider-Mans over most superhero movies. Discarding uh, the third one, which had... Its own problems. Uh, I believe that Spider-Man Two is one of, if not the best superhero movie that exists. I know the first two Spider-Man films are great, and the third one, I feel like it's just like a, a sign of like when a studio just like tries to force their way in yeah. and kind of micromanage a project and say like, you know what, we need more, we need more bad guys in this film. You're like, oh man, especially when you try to give Sam Raimi a character that he's not really invested in at all with Venom. Yeah. Say nope, you got to get this in this film because the kids love them some Venom. <laughs> like really, yes. and they're okay. still jumping the gun with Venom with the with the announcement that he's going to get a standalone movie. Yeah, I mean, because that's the only one I feel like of a Spider-Man's kind of rogue gallery that has the potential to be somewhat of a heroic kind of character. Everybody else is just more like it's his rogue gallery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I am not excited about the Tom. You know, Tom Hardy's great, but I'm not excited about him as Venom. That character doesn't accept me enough to want to go. Like, no. I mean, I'll still see it when it opens. I think he'd be yeah. a better. I think he'd be a better uh, Cletus Cassidy as a Carnage. Oh, that could be Tom Hardy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, now, the one thing is, I feel like the same way with, with Spider or with Batman too. Is like we've seen these characters' origin told so many times. I feel like I never need to see a Spider-Man origin or a Batman origin. Yeah. Ever seen again yeah. on screen? Yeah. Do you feel you guys feel the same way? Absolutely. I mean, but the the Spider-Man origins are more fun because it contains like a spider and him like you know freaking out and. I feel this one's going to be kind of a more fresh approach to it, though. Because he's also... I will admit, when I first saw casting for the new one, I was like, I don't know. And then when he was in the um, Civil War, uh, I was like, what? This... Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Like, I just so so excited. Was well, like, okay, it's perfect. Yeah, because he has great chemistry with uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Well, he's he's the perfect like kid. Like he is supposed to be young, and he is supposed to be kind of like sarcastic and snarky, and like, everything about it. Go, yeah, I can believe this kid. 
Yeah, and they gave him great one-liners during the yeah. fight, too. Like, yeah. fantastic. That was one of the best parts of that movie yeah. because he was just like, oh, you dropped this, and then, like, throwing, like, doors but that's at what people. He's, yeah, that's yeah. what he's supposed to be. It felt, it felt, it felt like Spider-Man. It yeah. didn't feel like them trying to force it on yes. us. Yeah, it's because uh, what I like about it, too, is just that I, you know, as much as Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire, you know, they're fine, but yeah. it's just there's something about just you want that youthful exuberance that mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Tom Holland is really bringing to this role. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And I felt like, I don't know if it's like selfish to say that Marvel has a better handle on their characters than the people that are working on the other Spider-Man films. Just, mm. I mean, as great as Sam Raimi's are, but I mean, just the way they've kind of updated Spider-Man and the take on this, just, it, man, it's just really nice that you can modernize that character and still have it reflect the, the, the origins. Yeah, even yeah. like what little bit you see in the trailer of how the costume works and like the button, and it, I was like, "That looks cool. Tell me more." Yeah. So it's 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 nice because it takes stuff we know and love, but then they're like, "Hey, here's a new kind of something without like destroying what you know." Yeah. So I'm it, curious. It's uh, it, it just well, you give him the underarm uh, webs under his arms. Yeah. I was like, "All right, you had me, guys. That's that was it, <laughs> right there, right there." I love it. So, given that here, uh, uh, before we do our predictions. Uh, some background numbers here. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films did 114.8, 88.1, and $151.1 million, respectively. Surprisingly, that Spider-Man 2 was the lowest of those mm. three. And I, in yeah. my opinion, the best one I enjoy the most. Well, those numbers reflect in the Spider-Man 3 opening numbers because of the amount of the the, the amount that people love Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Everyone rushed out to see the third one. And then they got <laughs> punched in the face. And then they got <laughs> punched in the face by Sony. Oh, now the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films—they did sixty-two million and ninety-one point six million dollars, respectively. Which you know, I mean, I can understand that feeling burned about Spider-Man three, kind of yeah. a little gun shy. Yeah, but man, given what—it's surprising that the second one did so much better than the first. Given the what Mar, uh, Mark Webb was doing to like making the, the the origin of Peter Parker's parents and what happened to them, like all that backstory was just way too convoluted and not interesting at all. Mm. Yeah. That I, I was surprised that more people said, you know, we want to see more of this in a second film. We want to see uh, Peter's dad have this mysterious subway car in an uh, like an abandoned subway uh, subway station yeah. that we need a special token to open up and like be like a little vigilante, like a little like a little. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It was very convoluted. I don't need to know what happened to Spider-Man's parents. Nope, not I, at all. I don't it's need not it. Not really relevant. I don't need it. Point. And the fact that they had the you bring in Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin. In at the t- kind of the tail end of the first one, and then you just they bring in Cruz Cooper for that like terrible like bit role in there where they just kill him off and then say, "Harry, you've got to live on without me." I'm like, what? That was it? That's all you? Okay, this is uh, so many bad choices in that film. But now it's time for us to do the box office bet. Neil, why don't you explain the rules since you're joining us? <laughs> well, here's how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. There's a movie selected every week. There's a movie that's going to be coming out this coming weekend. This week's is, of course, Spider-Man Homecoming. We will predict what we think this movie will do on its opening weekend. And the closest person to it is the prognosticator of prognosticators. Mm-hmm. And the person who is the furthest away from the amount that uh, <laughs> it actually comes out as will be forced to go see the movie. Now, I don't Darn. think that'll be a problem this week. Not at all. But uh, but they are, the, they are going to be the loser. So mm-hmm. that sucks. Now, say say Captain America Civil War didn't exist, and this was coming out. Do you feel the numbers for this would be a lot lower? Do you feel like people are, after seeing Spider-Man a little bit it in Civil be, War, yeah. is really going to goose what this opening weekend's going to do? I think Civil War definitely helped. All right, so... It was a trailer. And then, uh, if you are watching 
live, we don't really have a way to record your number. So once this is done, though, comment down below your predictions. And uh, closest person will give you a shout out on the next episode. Mm, And maybe have you arranged to call in. What? 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 Holy cow. Call in and we can hear your own braggadocious nature. Wait, they can do that? Yeah. We just haven't really done it yet. <laughs> new right. thing. It's yeah, new look thing. at that. Why not? It's brand new. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Brand new. We're just dusted the... off the phone machine yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yep. yep. The fax machine. <laughs> it's a fax. It's a fax yes. machine. All right. So, uh, of course, Spider-Man I know, Homecoming. I saw your number though. I'm like, damn, have it. Uh, oh, what? Because he had it up on his notes. I know my so, notes. But that's not what I was going to go with. All so. right. Well, then go with your first first impression. Opening up in four thousand screens. You know what? Fine. I'm sorry, Columbia. Oh, that, that little. That little. Probably at I least would have gone for the Beauty and the Beast 41. What was it? 4130. Yeah. I don't know what the chances are for this. 4300. So if you're watching this live, you can make your predictions, but we won't have it recorded. It won't be. I mean, we'll listen to. No, we won't. So it won't work that way. So once the video's over, comment down below. Uh, all right. I mean, you can say your numbers in the chat right now. It just. Yeah, we won't I mean, have tons of people, evidence right? of it. I see Stardrew's number. All right. Sergeant Can says, Jack. please hope to get it past 170. Whew. That's uh, a lot. Zia says, I'm thinking 140, 150. No, you need to be more specific. If you are making mm-hmm. the bet for the prize of calling in and us giving a shout out, you need to be specific. Oh, Courtney, lowballing everyone. All right. Hey, you never know. Never know. All right. Uh, Ken Jack says 133. Stardrew says 130, 140. No, can't do splits, guys. Do a number. <laughs> Do not screw around with Carrie Lane about this. No. She will have Dude, none of this I nonsense. Saw, okay. I saw someone cutting in line to go into a panel oh. at Anime Expo. Said- so no, no, no. So, okay. I will admit I cut in line to enter the building, but that's okay. But I was with someone who was handicapped, but they couldn't walk much, so we couldn't keep walking. All right? So it was one of those, like, they couldn't. Okay. Anyway. Uh well, we then finally you got let their them a- go well, in and no, then join them to the No, we got their ADA way. sticker for later. Side note. And you're getting into the building, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, but to get into a panel, there's a limited number of seats. And they have, like, it taped off. They had a volunteer there. We rounded the corner. The girl's like, okay, stop to let other people go. Some kids started to go. And I actually put my hand almost, like, touched his chest of, like, no. <laughs> like, the line is over there. Ooh. And made him leave. I was like, Whoa. no, no, no. Ah, uh, no. Well, all right. No Just messing saying. around. Carrie Lane. Carrie's a badass. Yeah, you know. Oh. Adelia, 120. Zias. Sorry for Zias. Uh, 145. All right. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, what do we think here? I'm with Zias. I have 145. What about you, Neil? Uh, 120. I wrote it down earlier. Yeah, I saw it. I'm going 105. 105. Wow, we're across the board. I know. Hey, as, middleman. Woo. Yeah. I mean, as much as I, I love this series, I just feel like... Audiences are going to be a little gun shy coming out. As much as I feel like there's a lot of good but buzz about this But it is summer. Film. It's summer, but it's summer. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I can't blame you there, Frank. No. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think things have opened much lower than we've predicted this summer. So yeah. I'm going to go with 105. I, I, I would love to be wrong, though. Absolutely. I'd love to see this have a huge opening weekend. And honestly, from the trends that we've been seeing from this whole year, 105 would be just, I, th- I think I think it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, what, what I think is like if it opens strong, this gives others. Well, I, I guess it only really gives Fox the message like, hey, yeah, maybe we should collaborate with Marvel more about like franchises that are not are kind of dying in the vine for us, like Fantastic yeah. Four. Let's let's maybe collaborate with them. Uh, no, let let them all let them all go. Yeah. Just no, set them free. 
yes, and uh, Sarju, thank you for actually making this concrete number of one fifty-three. One fifty-three. Oh, look at that. And uh, Zayas, uh, great, uh, great minds think alike. Yes. Oh, true. ladies and gentlemen, you know what? We did it. We made it through another episode of Box Office Breakdown. Uh, quick thing: any trailers that we saw? Finally, I saw the Jumanji trailer, and I actually look really. I, I'm excited for it. I haven't watched it yet. Ooh, Did I'm on the trailer? opposite end of the boat, Carrie. <gasps> really? Oh yeah. Oh. I'm eager to see what Frank says, but I'm not really looking okay. forward to that now. Well, it's got I Kevin Hart in it, fun. which already makes me predisposed to not like it. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, they, at first I was just, I was like, mm, mm, but it changes things up enough that I go, okay, I don't uh, want to see where it goes. He's like. I disagree. That's all. Okay, fine. No, let's get Kevin Hart, guys. Let's get Kevin Hart. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> let's get but yes, Black, okay, though. we survived. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, we, sur- we survived. We but look at this. Uh, and let's, ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Neil Plumley for joining us hey, in the yo, studio. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inhumans trailer. Did anybody see that? Oh, you know, I saw it and I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I saw, saw the trailer. <laughs> Her hair. I don't know why people hate on it so much. Medusa's hair does not look good. Still. Well, it looks like a bad wig. Yes, it does. And I'm hoping that like once the show actually they they tweak whatever special effects are using with that to make it look more realistic. Because yeah, you know, it did look like a cosplay wig that I've seen better at cons. Kind of like I'm like, oh, it just doesn't move. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't hate it. Uh, I yeah. I, for me, I'm tired of the human story because more often than not, it's just always about like black bolt up against uh, Maximus, and Maximus is always screwing around. I just get tired of that. I was like, let's see some plot wise. I don't look. I, I'm not excited. I'm like, just seems like an annoying villain. Yeah. 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 Not good. Okay. But go. ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. And of course, folks, other than just like you know praising Neil Plumley, you can like us on Facebook. What? Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, you know, why not just give one, give two, give three, give four, give five thumbs up for all the greatness that happened today. Uh, and as always, folks, you can uh, uh, thanks for hopping in the chat. You make the show much, so much fun to do. We appreciate all of that happening. And as Carrie mentioned, comment down below afterwards. And whoever gets uh, closest to the actual box office total, you, you'll get to call in next week. It'll be exciting. You'll get to chat in. with us live. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Tell your it's friends. So exciting. <laughs> but if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, you want to tell Neil how great it was to <laughs> see his face and not just hear his voice, Neil, where can they find you? You can find me and my face at uh, all over social media at the Neil Plumley. That's T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Let's hang out. Oh, yes. Awesome. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And you can see better pictures of the espionage cosmetics. They're like manga nail wraps, and they're just so fun. Perfect for Anime Expo. Other times, too. And, uh, yes, I have photos for the El Royalty clothing, and you can check out their uh, her other items, which are really cool and, like, kawaii, funky fashion. I mean, I think Neil and I would look great in these. Be uh, awesome I think you could the do They have lingerie, too. I, I now you're it. speaking my language. Yep. Right. Let's let's make this happen, guys. Follow Neil and uh, mine's <laughs> lingerie adventures there on Instagram, uh, <laughs> uh, as well as all kinds of uh, shenanigans there at Happy Go Jackie on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you tweet Neil and tell him, hey, you know what? Just don't stay in the booth. Why don't you come in studio more often? Well, I have to make money, said. Frank. Oh, that's a sucker's game. Come on, <laughs> get out of here. All right, folks. We'll see you next week with another episode of Box Office Breakdown. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.